it seems like everything, energy has ebbs and flows, uh, comes from a source. We don't know. Um, it's like the ocean. Uh, different forces are creating the tides, the swells, uh, the currents. Um, gravity, the, the position of the sun and the moon, it's, it's you know, convoluted and really kind of understand the mechanisms, but don't really understand what's going on there to some degree. We're just now discovering what these massive black holes are in the universe. And neuroscience is just now getting an inkling of the way that the brain works. Yet we all walk around like we know what the hell's going on here. Like our story is the truth, you know? And um, one of the things that uh, has come up a lot lately in clients and myself, and just random comments on Facebook, is that uh, people are still stuck in that phase of searching for meaning. And uh, I don't know if you've read the book Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. Uh, Frankl was a psychologist. He um, was a Jew in uh, the uh, 40s when Hitler was trying to rule the world. And he and his entire family got put into concentration camps. And he wrote a book about the experience there in it. And he was the only surviving person that he knew that went in. Obviously, he knew some people that survived with him but didn't know them the day he went in. His whole family, everybody died while he was in prison. Um, and at a certain point, he developed this Logos therapy style of um, prediction and response. Uh, yesterday, we, we kind of touched on it. We kind of um, touched on the idea uh, to, to ask yourself, do I need to respond to this? Because Frankel suggested, um, the Buddha suggested, and uh, everyone from Alan Watts to all the Zen teachers suggests that there is a space inside that you can possess, you can cultivate, maybe cultivate's a better word, um, you can develop the skill to have a space between reaction and stimulus. Stimulus and reaction. And in this space, you can choose responses. So when you get into a sticky conversation, you can choose different responses. Unknowingly, that's kind of what I did Uh in the beginning of or pre-relationship with my wife. Um, I spent a day each week talking it out with another human being on what would happen if this happened. What would I need to do? What would need to happen on her end to really get an idea of what healthy communication looked like because I'd never really been able to do that in a relationship. I had, had, uh, some impulse control issues and some insecurities that um, when I'm doing certain things and somebody comes in and interrupts me, part of my brain thinks that I am so important. 
that this person should not have the audacity to interrupt me for whatever menial thing. It's just a story. But um, I get a little snippy. I ain't gonna lie. Um, trying to find a balance in that. Uh, maybe getting an office outside or an office that isn't open in the front room. Um, I like this certain room. And I like to do my work in here, but... You know, I share a home with people, so that's not always fun. Uh, when I'm writing, there's a certain flow, there's certain energy. And it's it's different when I'm trying to write something and writing's happening through me. I think all creators know this. All creators have experienced this. I also believe that we're all creators, that you are a creator, that you have the creative energy in you. Um, my wife doesn't think that she's creative, but she is. Uh, I have friends that uh, are, are super ultra-logical people, and they can't tap into creativity that well. And uh, that's okay, because we need super-logical people as well. We need engineers <laughs> to, to, not, to be able to tap into creativity to some degree, but also to do the math and put the bridges together, because you can't go too far outside the box in some things in life. But the reality is, is that most of us go too far in a box that doesn't really exist. We box ourselves in with these ideas, concepts, pressures, you know. We, we put ourselves under a certain amount of pressure to perform, uh, to achieve, to get all the things we don't even understand really why we want those things. And we have so many conflicting beliefs about whether or not we deserve them that uh, we make it too difficult. You know, I work with some people right now that are, it's intimidating for me to work with them. Um, one client in particular has an MBA. Uh, several certifications in the coaching modalities that uh, I'm not certified in, different than what I do. Um, and I've experienced what she actually does. And I, I don't know. I think she's better at it than I am, but she might disagree. But what I'm seeing here is that sometimes you need the intuition. You need to live from the heart. And other times you need that logic. And finding that balance has been a challenge for me, and that's what I kind of am doing with Soul Surfer School. I'm kind of putting together that for myself, sharing it with others, and it seems to be working very, very well to get people to this point to feel like there's nowhere else they need to be. That's the trick. Um, Zen, Taoism, uh, oneness. This whole concept seems to be a pervading uh, theme. Prevailing? Pervading? You choose the word. Um, seems to be a theme that, that has lasted throughout time. And maybe that's just the human mind trying to find its own meaning. But from my experience and my experimentation and uh, a lot of research with people that are a lot smarter than me, and a lot more um, scientifically leaning than I, it does seem like there is a state of being that you can cultivate where it feels like there's nowhere else to be. 
nothing else to do. Now there's three different types of patterns that you can develop and cultivate inside of your day, weeks, months that will fit you and they might interchange, might fit you at different times. So um, the, the whole idea is, is that you want to find your own rhythm and flow of the day so that you can maximize your attention Put your full awareness into whatever it is you're doing so you can show up. And if you're learning, you're learning. If you're walking, you're walking. If you're teaching, you're teaching. If you're writing, you're writing. If you're creating, you're creating. Um, and if you're loving, you're loving. That's it. Um, there is a way to cultivate that. Mindfulness practice is one of them, not the only one. Um, but it, it all boils down to you. What are you going to do? How are you going to divine it? How are you going to show up? And have you taken the time to define that? If you haven't, I, I, I suggest that you sit down and not in the context of if I write this perfect day, the universe is going to grant me all of my wishes and blah, blah, blah. But more in the context of right now, I want to be in another moment, another home, another driving another car in another skin suit you know we all look in the mirror and see something that's not real and then it becomes our reality we see something that is we, i think everybody to some degree struggles with that feeling that i'm not good enough and that feeling of i'm not good enough sometimes is a driver to say yeah i am let me prove it sometimes it's a deterrent overwhelms the system and then it starts to take on a personality of its own, and we adopt it. And then we build all of these weird habits and defense mechanisms and masks that we have to wear. Um, we can't just be open and raw all the time because it's too much. People aren't ready for that. We have to wear some socially acceptable masks to get past the defense mechanisms of the people that we want to help. Um, but not... You know, not in a manipulative way, obviously. So that's my uh, that's my message for today. That's my pre-dawn patrol message. Um, sit with it for a minute and see if see what comes up. If you could wave a magic wand, which you can. If you could tap into magic, which you are. If you could be one with the universe. You already know the life you want. It's it's there. It's inside you. It's in the stillness. The idea is this. Is that even if you don't know it, if you cultivate a mindful awareness to say, look, I'm choosing this moment to do this. This is exactly, I mean exactly, what I'm supposed to be doing right now with my life. If that's waiting tables, if that's writing, if that's kissing, if that's playing with Legos, it doesn't matter. If it's building one tiny Lego of the dream business, then that's exactly what you're supposed to be doing with this moment of your life. If it's a meeting that... You have no idea what's going to happen. 
but it got set up and you got to be there, then that's exactly, exactly what you're supposed to be doing with your life right now. Because if it weren't, then you would have chosen something different. Now, we aren't always in control of our conscious decisions. And sometimes sometimes unconscious decisions lead us to where we need to be in the be anyhow. So whatever it is, you either win some or you learn some, as Jason Mraz would say. So learn some today. Be where your feet are. Relax into it. And know that there's nothing you need to prove. No one else that you need to become other than the future self that you wish you were right now. The only way to do that is to know that this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing right now with my life. I have everything I need here and now. And I'm okay. To finish in the words of a great philosopher, Stuart Smalley, look in the mirror today and say, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and gosh darn it, people like me. <laughs> Tomorrow, we will embody another philosopher, Tyler Durden. <laughs> I think everybody gets to the point where they just don't know who the hell they are anymore, you know? We have all of these hats, the masks, uh, roles, goals. We try to fulfill in the moment. And we don't realize that the beliefs we have in those roles, the conflicting ideals and characteristics of each mask, uh, kind of beat us down a little bit, kind of frees us up a little bit. Uh, generally speaking, we have history, that we, <laughs> baggage that we can't let go of. And uh, we have goals, just dreams, ambitions. Uh, hazy visions of the future of uh, most people want something to the effect of fortune and fame. Some are afraid to admit it. Some decide that that's never going to happen to them, so they shun the idea. But I think we all want to have a little bit of a feeling of significance and meaning at the end of this journey. Which is why I say pause and get stoked, because... Uh, significance and meaning is in every moment. There's magic here. It's amazing. But first you have to really dig in to see who you are, or at least who you think you are. That's one of the reasons I journal so often and so much. And sometimes journaling turns into a not-so-good exercise. I can get stuck. Um, it can be a little bit of a... Of, of an obsession if I don't use a proper framework but uh, one of the things I've definitely been journaling on lately is resentment um, trying to work through resentments of people from the past because I know that they did the best they could with what they had that uh, very few people I've met are intentionally evil <laughs> they're just uh, they're just stuck in some loops that make them behave in ways that aren't acceptable. 
not that they're not acceptable as people. It's just that um, they could do better. They could be better people than they are being. And that's frustrating. But then when I look at myself, uh, that's where the big resentments are. You know, when when you feel like you're meant for something else and you just don't know what it is. When you feel like it should be easier because it probably should be. You see other people that you believe are further ahead than you. Maybe through social media or just your next door neighbor or whatever. It's frustrating. It's, 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 ugh, I get it. And the idea of pausing when you want to move forward so much uh, just pushes a lot of people away. The idea that you can do less and be more and have more um, seems like a big pipe dream for most people. I guess some people are just waiting around for me to prove it, you know, in the in a proving ground of life with numbers and things and stuff like that. But the thing that the thing that I'm cultivating this deep sense of presence, this feeling that right now it's all there is. That's a challenge, especially when you are underperforming to your own potential and you know it. So I've been working out that resentment in myself, but asking myself to get over that resentment and just let it go. One of the, uh, one of the best things you can do for yourself well, at least in my experience, I don't know you that well. Um, but one of the best things I've done for myself is practice mindfulness. Uh, have I practiced it well? No. But the more I practice, the more I bring myself to the present moment through just a few deep breaths. When I'm mindfully sipping my drink, trying not to make any noise, when I'm being mindful of my presence to the presence of others, when I'm being responsible for my own energy and not letting my brain take over, life flows differently. I imagine, because I've experienced it in certain areas of my life, if I can just get clear by letting go of that resentment, and if I can maintain this breath and this presence and this balance, if I can push past these inner walls and barriers, that I might not have to uncover it all. I might not have to know it all. And I might not have to be so rigid and controlling. I talk a lot about, and if you've heard me talk about it before, I talk a lot about the limbic system. Um, freeze, flee, and fight is how I've always heard it. 
And the other day, one of my mentors, a class that I'm in with Dr. Jaravias and um, Pete Carroll, it's a football coach, um, they blew my mind, man. It was this, this idea that it's not fight, flee, or freeze. It's actually two more things along with that. And which is funny because the last thing is the thing, the thing that I know the most, the thing that I share with other people and I share with you on a daily basis. The third, the fourth thing from fight, flee, or freeze, it should be fight, flee, freeze, and submit. That's a natural ingrained response in human beings is to submit. Now, in fighting terms, that means you lose. In flow terms, which is the fifth thing, there is a state of flow that you have to go through those those stages in order to find your flow you have to go through the freeze like you want to freeze you don't want to do anything you have to get yourself unstuck and start moving forward momentum and then you have to fight that internal mechanism that makes you want to feel small and then once you get past the feeling that you're trying to avoid in the first place with all of your soothing behaviors, your eating, my obsessive journaling, I don't know, masturbation, porn habit, whatever it is that you're doing to resist doing the thing that you want to do. Whether it's building a business, being a mom, a dad, being a good partner, whatever that internal resistance is, that conversation, that story, it's just a freaking story. And hey, it might be a cool story, bro, but it's still just a story. And you're not the narrator. You're the author. You're not the painting. You're the painter. You're a work in progress. A beautiful work in progress. And if you can get through those stages, if you can learn to control your inner state and this isn't some anthony robbins type of bullshit if you can learn to control your inner state you can bring on more and more of a performance mindset of a of an ability to perform under pressure whether it's a sales call or whether it's a um whether it's a and pressure comes out in everything whether it's in your relationships we all have a history, and that history is trying not to repeat itself. And if you have pain in your history, and you felt disappointed, you, no one wants to be the butt of disappointment anymore. So you will resist with everything you have in you to do the one thing that will create the result you want, whether it's in your health, wealth, relationships, emotional well-being, you will resist it 
because you failed at it before and you don't want to hurt yourself. It's, it's just ingrained in us. I'm learning and I'm teaching as I go um, that there is a allostatic load in us. There's a, a tipping point in us where we need a little bit of pressure. We need to move into the fight and flight zone. But if we go too far, if we push too hard, if we try too much, it shuts us down. So if you got a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being full on, like way, way, way engaged. And you got 1 being sitting on the couch doing much of nothing. There's this zone in the middle that allows you to perform at your best. You want to be at a 5 in this. You don't want to go for a 10. You want to stay in this zone and perform whatever role with whatever mask, however you define it. So whether it's you're a mom, you have to have your goals, intentions set daily, weekly, monthly, yearly in your relationships. You have to have your health goals set. If you're sitting around day by day and doing bare minimum and expecting that someday you're going to have the body that you wish you had and you know you can, then you're probably closer to a one than you are to a five. And if you are going out and doing your body work and you start off at a one and you start working at a seven, you're going to get hurt. You're going to get injured. And then you're going to go back to square one and maybe even worse. That plays out in everything we do. There is a zone, this middle zone, this state between emptiness and fullness, the yin, the yang, whatever you want to call it. And through breath work, through some mental conditioning, you can learn to own it, control it, because that's all that you can control. You can control your breath. You can begin to control the conversation going on in your head. Now, you can't control it, but you can direct it. You can bring it back like a, like a training a puppy. You can bring it back to the present moment. And when it goes into the past and picks up some baggage, you can breathe through that and let it go. Now, one of the things that I've learned very, very recently is something that I knew all this time. And it is this. No matter what that last moment was, good or bad, you got to let that shit go. You have to. Because if you get high on the good you're not going to be present for the doing and you won't perform at your best. You'll get overconfident, arrogant. You'll do things based on your past results, thinking that 
just because you did that one thing good, that then that means you'll do this good and do everything good. And if you can't let go of the past failures and take the lessons that you found in those, same thing. You're not going to perform at your best. And all we're doing is trying to show up in this moment as clear, in tune with who we are, being what we were made to be, depending on the circumstances around us. It's a practice. In this moment, we're practicing together. When this recording ends, I invite you to sit and practice breathing in. And letting go. Find yourself through breath. And do the best that you can, as quickly as you can, to erase as much of the memory, or at least let go of the baggage portion of it. Because in those pain moments, before they happen, there was a lot of joy and love and pride. There was accomplishments before the failure. And in the failure, you just got to learn a little bit more about yourself. If we can live like this, we change the world, you and I. I, I promise. And if we don't live like this, the world's changing without us. And it's time to slow down. It's time to press pause. Get that stoked. Stoked on life for life's purposes, for life's sake. Stoked on relationships with yourself, with every single human being that you come in contact with. I don't mean being airy-fairy and loving everybody for no reason at all. If someone shows up as an asshole, they're an asshole. Let it go. It has nothing to do with you. If you show up as an asshole, let it go. That has nothing to do with you. Those are just impulses and behaviors. And the more you practice, the more you're able to choose responses And the more life flows differently. It is 7.21 a.m. Thursday, August. I almost said October. August 15th. Coming to you from Frisco, Texas. Wishing you a good day. My name is Tim McCauley from SoulSurferSchool.com. If you have any questions at all, you can find me there. Or you can hunt me down on Facebook or Instagram at T.S. McCauley. I really do hope this helps. And, as always, <laughs> love your face. I think everybody gets to the point where <laughs> they just don't know who the hell they are anymore. You know, we have all of these hats, the masks, uh, roles, goals, we try to fulfill in the moment. And we don't realize that 
the beliefs we have in those roles, the conflicting ideals and characteristics of each mask, uh, kind of beat us down a little bit, kind of frees us up a little bit. Uh, generally speaking, we have history, that we, baggage that we can't let go of. And uh, we have goals, these dreams, ambitions, uh, hazy visions of the future of uh, most people want something to the effect of fortune and fame. Some are afraid to admit it. Some decide that that's never going to happen to them, so they shun the idea. But I think we all want to have a little bit of a feeling of significance and meaning at the end of this journey. Which is why I say pause and get stoked, because uh, significance and meaning is in every moment. There's magic here. It's amazing. But first you have to really dig in to see who you are, or at least who you think you are. That's one of the reasons I journal so often and so much. And sometimes journaling turns into a not so good exercise. I can get stuck. Um, it can be a little bit of, a, of, of an obsession if I don't use a proper framework. But uh, one of the things I've definitely been journaling on lately is resentment. Um, trying to work through resentments of people from the past because I know that they did the best they could with what they had. That uh, very few people I've met are intentionally evil. <laughs> they're, just, uh, they're just stuck in some loops that make them behave in ways that aren't acceptable not that they're not acceptable as people it's just that um, they could do better they could be better people than they are being and that's frustrating but then when I look at myself uh, that's where the big resentments are you know when when you feel like you're meant for something else and you just don't know what it is when you feel like it should be easier because it probably should be. You see other people that you believe are further ahead than you, maybe through social media or just your next door neighbor or whatever. It's frustrating. It's, 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 ugh, I get it. And the idea of pausing when you want to move forward so much, uh, just pushes a lot of people away. The idea that you can do less and be more and have more um, seems like a big pipe dream for most people. Um, I guess some people are just waiting around for me to prove it, you know, in the in a proving ground of life with numbers and things and stuff like that. But the thing that thing that I'm cultivating, this deep sense of presence, this feeling that right now is all there is, that's a challenge, especially when you are underperforming to your own potential, 
and you know it. So I've been working out that resentment in myself, but asking myself to get over that resentment and just let it go. One of the uh, one of the best things you can do for yourself, well, at least in my experience, I don't know you that well, um, but one of the best things I've done for myself is practice mindfulness. Uh, have I practiced it well? No. But the more I practice, the more I bring myself to the present moment through just a few deep breaths. When I'm mindfully sipping my drink, trying not to make any noise, when I'm being mindful of my presence to the presence of others, when I'm being responsible for my own energy and not letting my brain take over, life flows differently. I imagine, because I've experienced it in certain areas of my life, that if I can just get clear by letting go of that resentment, and if I can maintain this breath and this presence and this balance, if I can push past these inner walls and barriers that I might not have to uncover it all I might not have to know it all and I might not have to be so rigid and controlling I talk a lot about and if you've heard me talk about it before I talk a lot about the limbic system um, freeze flee and fight is how I've always heard it and the other day one of my mentors a class that I'm in with Dr. Jeravais and um, Pete Carroll, it's a football coach. Um, they blew my mind, man. It was this this idea that it's not fight, flee, or freeze. It's actually two more things along with that. And which is funny because the last thing is the thing, the thing that I know the most, the thing that I share with other people and I share with you on a daily basis. The third, the fourth thing from fight, flee, or freeze, it should be fight, flee, freeze, and submit. That's a natural. ingrained response in human beings is to submit now in fighting terms that means you lose in flow terms which is the fifth thing there is a state of flow that you have to go through those those stages in order to find your flow, you have to go through the freeze. Like you want to freeze. You don't want to do anything. You have to get yourself unstuck and start moving forward. Momentum. And then you have to fight that internal 
mechanism that makes you want to feel small. And then once you get past the feeling that you're trying to avoid in the first place, with all of your soothing behaviors, your eating, my obsessive journaling, I don't know, masturbation, porn habit, whatever it is that you're doing to resist doing the thing that you want to do, whether it's building a business, being a mom, a dad, being a good partner, whatever that internal resistance is, that conversation, that story, it's just a freaking story. And hey, it might be a cool story, bro, but it's still just a story. And you're not the narrator. You're the author. You're not the painting. You're the painter. You're a work in progress. A beautiful work in progress. And if you can get through those stages, if you can learn to control your inner state, and this isn't some Anthony Robbins type of bullshit, if you can learn to control your inner state, you can bring on more and more of a performance mindset, of, a, of an ability to perform under pressure, whether it's a sales call. Or whether it's a, um, whether it's a, and pressure comes out in everything, whether it's in your relationships, we all have a history and that history is trying not to repeat itself. And if you have pain in your history and you felt disappointed, you, no one wants to be the butt of disappointment anymore. So you will resist with everything you have in you. To do the one thing that will create the result you want, whether it's in your health, wealth, relationships, emotional well-being, you will resist it because you failed at it before and you don't want to hurt yourself. It's, it's just ingrained in us. I'm learning and I'm teaching as I go. Um, that there is a allostatic load in us. There's a, a tipping point in us where we need a little bit of pressure. We need to move into the fight and flight zone. But if we go too far, if we push too hard, if we try too much, it shuts us down. So if you got a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being full on like way 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 engaged and you got one being sitting on the couch doing much of nothing there's this zone in the middle that allows you to perform at your best you want to be at a five in this you don't want to go for a ten you want to stay in this zone and perform whatever role with whatever mask, however you define it. So whether it's you're a mom, you have to have your goals, intentions set daily, weekly, monthly, yearly in your relationships. You have to have your health goals set. If you're sitting around day by day, and doing bare minimum 
and expecting that someday you're going to have the body that you wish you had and you know you can, then you're probably closer to a one than you are to a five. And if you are going out and doing your body work and you start off at a one and you start working at a seven, you're going to get hurt. You're going to get injured. And then you're going to go back to square one and maybe even worse. That plays out in everything we do. There is a zone, this middle zone, this state between emptiness and fullness, the yin, the yang, whatever you want to call it. And through breath work, through some mental conditioning, you can learn to own it, control it, because that's all that you can control. You can control your breath. You can begin to control the conversation going on in your head. Now, you can't control it, but you can direct it. You can bring it back like a, like a training a puppy. You can bring it back to the present moment. And when it goes into the past and picks up some baggage, you can breathe through that and let it go. Now, one of the things that I've learned very, very recently is something that I knew all this time. And it is this. No matter what that last moment was, good or bad, you got to let that shit go. You have to. Because if you get high on the good... You're not going to be present for the doing and you won't perform at your best. You'll get overconfident, arrogant. You'll do things based on your past results thinking that just because you did that one thing good, that then that means you'll do this good and do everything good. And if you can't let go of the past failures... And take the lessons that you found in those. Same thing. You're not going to perform at your best. And all we're doing is trying to show up in this moment. As clear. In tune with who we are. Being what we were made to be. Depending on the circumstances around us. It's a practice. In this moment, we're practicing together. When this recording ends, I invite you to sit and practice breathing in. And letting go. Find yourself through breath. And do the best that you can, as quickly as you can, to erase as much of the memory or at least let go of the baggage portion of it because in those pain moments before they happen there was a lot of joy and love and pride there was accomplishments before the failure and in the failure you just got to learn a little bit more about yourself. If we can live like this, we change the world, you and I. I, I promise. 
And if we don't live like this, the world's changing without us. And it's time to slow down. It's time to press pause. Get that stoked. Stoked on life for life's purposes, for life's sake. Stoked on relationships with yourself, with every single human being that you come in contact with. I don't mean being airy-fairy and loving everybody for no reason at all. If someone shows up as an asshole, they're an asshole. Let it go. It has nothing to do with you. If you show up as an asshole, let it go. That has nothing to do with you. Those are just impulses and behaviors. And the more you practice, the more you're able to choose responses. And the more life flows differently. It is 7.21 a.m. Thursday, August, I almost said October, August 15th. Coming to you from Frisco, Texas. Wishing you a good day. My name is Tim McCauley from SoulSurferSchool.com. If you have any questions at all, you can find me there. Or you can hunt me down on Facebook or Instagram at T.S. McCauley. I really do hope this helps. And, as always, <laughs> love your face.